This is the Data Privacy Detective. Today, we're gonna to talk about ransomware. And here's the line, beware, prepare, and take care. Ransomware. Think about it as the modern equivalent of kidnapping. Now, you won't get grabbed by someone and held hostage until somebody ransoms you. Uh, that's not what we're talking about here. Instead, it's usually an enterprise that gets attacked and, and the enterprise has its computer and its information system uh, locked up by a criminal, typically a very sophisticated criminal gang. Data gets encrypted uh, through the malware that's installed in the system. And then the system becomes unusable. The data is not available until and unless the organization pays a ransom to the thieves. Very often these are syndicates that are known only by a digital address in a foreign country. And they often demand untraceable payments in cyber, in uh, cryptocurrency before you can get your data back and have your system operating again. Major institutions have been locked out of their systems for weeks at a time. Uh, things that really threaten the ability of organizations to operate. Now, ransomware is a type of malware. There's software, of course, and malware is software installed in a system by an outside party for bad purposes. There's a variety of malware out there, but unlike malware that focuses, say, on uh, exporting your data, stealing data, uh, ransomware has a different purpose. It aims to extract a ransom payment uh, until the affected party uh, pays a ransom and then, uh, in theory at least, by offer, the thief uh, decrypts and restores the victim, victim's data, frees up the data. Now, from a criminal's perspective, ransomware is a lot simpler, much less expensive than malware that is aimed at exporting data. After all, uh, all that's really happening from the criminal standpoint is, is it's encrypted your data to its own system. And then all it has to do is decrypt it back. It doesn't have to export it or exfiltrate the data. It doesn't have to resell the data uh, to somebody else to make money. It's a quick in and out operation from the criminal's perspective. So it doesn't require the search and the downloading and the categorization and the reselling of data that's been obtained. Now, of course, data has great value and uh, the enterprise Black Fog estimates that 70% of today's ransomware attacks include data exfiltration, meaning not only is a ransom demanded and payment made, uh, perhaps, but also the, uh, the thief has obtained data that it may well uh, categorize and sell to third parties on the on the black data market. Well, we're recording this in April of 2021, and ransomware theft is on the rise. Some security experts say it's it's gone up seven times uh, between 2019 and 2020, uh, just seven times the number of incidents. And the average ransom demand uh, is estimated to have increased more than three times uh, the figure of the year before. Black Fog predicts that uh, cybersecurity theft will 
approached $6 trillion in 2021. Now, I'm not sure if that's right, and I, nobody would have a clear figure, but there's no question. There's an enormous amount of global theft going on in this area, and ransomware is a major part of it. CrowdStrike, one of the leading providers of uh, services, cybersecurity services, uh, makes an annual comprehensive summary and uh, the report uh, of it, it's, it's, it's following about 150 different criminal syndicates around the world uh, tagged as tracked actors on a list it keeps of named adversaries. Uh, this is really organized crime on a massive and global scale, including countries uh, such as the DPRK, we call it North Korea, uh, China, Iran, Vietnam, Russia, but uh, Latin America as well. But it's typically not a thief that lives down the street from you in the United States. Well, for units of business, government, and nonprofits like universities and hospitals, ransomware is a real threat. It can strike like a bolt of lightning. But it's often an attack that's a little more like a time bomb where the malware, the ransomware, gets installed inside a system and then it lies in wait until the criminal gang is ready to demand the ransom at a time that it chooses. Now, when that happens, the organization's IT system can be unable to operate, data's frozen, people can't get uh, uh, details. Think of a health system, can't get client records in the middle of an operation. Uh, immediate action is required. Well, how do we get our data back, they'll wonder, and, and do we pay the ransom? And if we do, uh, will, we, will we get the data back? And even then, what do we really get back? How do we know it's safe? And importantly, how can we prevent this from happening? And uh, these are the issues that any significant uh, business uh, or organization must deal with. There have been ransomware attacks on units of government, hospitals, uh, but the leading uh, two uh, areas where money has been made by the ransomware syndicate uh, thieves are in the manufacturing area and the industrial and engineering sector. After all, if your plant is shut down uh, through a ransomware attack, there is enormous money at stake and something must be done immediately. A lot of money to be paid. So when there's money to be paid, it's sort of like I say, if there's a will, there's a relative. Uh, if, if there's a lot of money to be had, uh, there will be people around the world uh, trying to get it. So let's go through, what do you do about ransom? Well, first beware in an intelligent way. So here are a few prevention tips uh, for an organization. First, Ransomware doesn't happen accidentally. It happens uh, because somebody goofs within an organization. It lets the thief in the door. And this can happen from uh, an employee, a, a, a company that's allowed to tap into another company's IT system, uh, many different ways. And so it's essential to train any personnel uh, that have access to an IT system not to be the one who lets the thief into the system. A culture of cybersecurity is essential for any organization, starting with everybody who has access to a system. An organization ought to think of 
partnering with peer groups that are fighting this ransomware and cyber crime scourge. Uh, the, uh, in the United States, the FBI has a, uh, an effort called InfraGuard, uh, where it's a, it's a public-private partnership aimed at dealing with these things. And that's a way of interacting with other people similarly situated with law enforcement, uh, which is a way both to learn about how to what the emerging threats are and how others are dealing with it, uh, and also to uh, have an immediate access to law enforcement if something happens. Multi-factor authentication uh, for those who have access to an IC system. Uh, an obvious uh, best practice these days. Uh, a very a good idea for any organization, especially when we have a world of re increasingly remote working where people aren't within a confined office space or a plant space, but maybe uh, having a morning coffee at Starbucks and using a public system uh, that creates its own risk, for example. So you have to think in this day and uh, age uh, about a device, a computer or an iPhone uh, being, being open anywhere in the world and how then do you create a kind of cocoon of security around it that minimizes the chance that malware can be installed in, into an organization system. Think of engaging a service provider that provides real-time review of all data streams within a company. Uh, there are a number of them. Uh, you can uh, Google it or search engine it, and you'll find Vigilant, for example, uh, many others that uh, provide this to, to businesses. Not, not, not so they can see what your data is, but to pick up the threats to minimize them, to make sure that people aren't uh, falling for phishing and other scams that let the bad guy into the IT system. Threat hunting. Uh, CrowdStrike, for example, one of the great uh, companies in this space. Uh, there are many other reliable service providers that will hunt threats in advance. And you could put in screens within an organization to try to keep them out of the data flow and the emails that people get within a system. Then there are so-called zero trust approaches to real time, saying you'll never have perfect trust uh, in an IT system. So move to zero trust by removing threats as they appear. Uh, you could take a peep at uh, the website of Deep Secure, a UK firm that offers what it describes as a zero trust approach to real-time malware-free data exchange. And there are other competitors. We recommend no particular vendor on anything, but uh, these are things to check out yourself. And continually upgrade to best practices. Uh, it's a little bit like an arms race. Uh, if thieves attack, we must defend. Uh, and check out the uh, United States FBI's very helpful ransomware prevention and response for CISOs to stay abreast of best practices. Well, that's all how we can beware in a good sense. How do we prepare beyond what we've talked about? Well, one, consider cyber insurance. There are many cyber insurance providers that include ransomware protection, but understand what a policy is and will not cover and how it nonetheless can provide a very systemic plan to address and cover the costs uh, of a ransomware or other cybercrime attack.
have a plan and a team ready before the crisis hits. And that should really include uh, the cybersecurity and IT people, the uh, an astute legal uh, person or firm, and communications expertise. All three will be needed on a coordinated basis. And you don't want to patch that together uh, on Christmas Eve uh, as the crisis strikes. Practice breathing rather than emoting. This is important because what do cyber criminals rely on? They rely on people to emote, get up immediate need uh, need for attention and 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 so we panic well don't do that just breathe think what to do be ready to do that and get in the habit of, of, of that with good messaging both internally for your workforce and also externally to all the people that can be affected by this install a backup repository maybe a disconnected one from your IT system not just in the cloud of critical data you're going to need in case of a uh, uh, of a ransomware attack. It's a little bit like if having a, an electric generator in case there's a brownout because of a tornado or a flood or whatever it may be. Uh, think of keeping data in a way that isn't connected to what the thieves are after, at least the data that's most important for you to continue your organization's work. Don't think of the cloud as, as, as that safe place because any sophisticated uh, thief, and uh, that's what we're dealing with here with ransomware. These are not teenagers from uh, Moldova. Uh, the, these are criminal syndicates with high sophistication uh, dealing in uh, large amounts of money, and they will connect uh, to the organization's cloud system uh, as part of the uh, malware attack and be ready to meet data breach notification deadlines that exist uh, under all sorts of different laws. In the European Union, 72 hours is the standard for notifying people and uh, individuals whose private uh, information uh, may have been compromised. Uh, yep, that's 72 hours you're supposed to uh, report from when you knew or had pretty good reason to know that there was a data breach. Now, almost any ransomware attack will be viewed as a data breach. The demand may be just for a ransom and you'll get your data back. But the reality is at least the thief now has the data. So there has been a data breach under any authority's view of what a data breach amounts to when you have a ransomware attack. Now, it, throughout the world, there are longer deadlines in places. In the United States, it's state by state, generally speaking. Uh, so it's a complicated thing, but you can't wait weeks or months to decide when you're going to notify people without running afoul of data breach notification deadlines. So that's a way to prepare. Well, third, take care. Avoid mistakes when you respond. I hope you never have to, to a ransomware attack. Now, the first and obvious point is, do you pay the ransom? Paying the ransom does not guarantee you will get your data back. And the FBI, for example, opposes payment of ransom in any instance, in part, not exclusively for that reason. Number two, don't violate the law yourself when you defend against an attack. For example, let's say you pay the ransom and you pay it in uh, cryptocurrency. 
and you pay it to somebody you really don't know who it is. What if that's a listed terrorist organization under U.S. law that you're not allowed to deal with? You're not allowed to send money to uh, listed denied persons on the Treasury's list of denied persons. Well, if you're doing that, your organization and you as an individual who've approved it can be subject to very severe civil and criminal penalties for having done that. And there's no uh, assurance you'll really know who the money's going to if you pay a ransom. Then there's reputational loss. In general, reputational loss has been far greater in cost than the immediate money paid to deal with a ransomware attack, recouping data, restoring a system. A reputational loss can destroy a company. And so the messaging has to be right for how you're dealing with this. Uh, you, not just with your internal uh, organization, but with all your customers and the brand that any business is trying to build, the trust one has in the ability of an organization to preserve and protect its data and to operate. So uh, you, you must deal with how your reputation uh, will be kept as well as it can if there is a ransomware attack. And finally, recouping data doesn't uh, mean you, you're all set. You can start operating because what have you gotten back? And so really understanding is the data clean? Uh, does the data still infected by ransomware or other uh, time capsules of uh, malware? These are all things that must be done. And, and so there's an enormous cost on getting data back and then putting it in a form that one can reuse. Now, this podcast has dealt with organizational uh, matters, how organizations can uh, beware, prepare, and take care uh, regarding ransomware attacks. But the training that organizations can do with their personnel can also help all of us, all people, uh, protect their own home systems and devices. Uh, against attacks on them. There are smaller scale ransomware attacks on individuals, uh, sometimes just demanding a quick payment of $300, $500, and we'll give you your system back. Uh, these are all things that people must learn. We're all part of this. Uh, the same training that organizations can use for their personnel will educate individuals to protect themselves. As always, I'll close by reminding us all, remember, protecting your personal data begins with you.